If you're in a nine to five job that you hate and you want to start your own business, or if you have your own business and you're currently side hustling, but you have no idea how to turn it into your full-time job, then this episode is for you. I side hustled Recloseted for three years, and this is the resource I wish existed back when I was side hustling. I'm going to talk about my journey starting Recloseted, what prompted me to start my side hustle, how I started it and got it off the ground. I will talk about what it was like working two jobs for three years and how I managed it. And then at the end, I'm going to talk about how I planned to go full-time with Recloseted, how I transitioned, the mindset and mental hurdles I really had to deal with to take that leap of faith. So if you currently want to start a side hustle or you want to do your side hustle full-time, then this is the episode for you. Join the slow fashion revolution with Recloseted Radio. As the number one podcast for fashion entrepreneurs with a conscience, we're here to help you reach new heights. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted, and I'm on a mission to share my insider knowledge and strategies for launching a successful sustainable brand, growing your existing slow fashion business, and making your brand more environmentally friendly. I also invite industry experts to share their stories and insights too. So subscribe and let's get to work on transforming the harmful fashion industry. I wanted to make this episode because I know a lot of you are thinking of self-funding your fashion brand and a lot of you feel lost at work and you feel like this is not what you want your career to look like. And I felt really similarly, which is why I'm making this episode. I'm going to start by sharing my story. If you didn't know, I am the founder and CEO of Recloseted. We are a sustainable fashion consultancy and I side hustled Recloseted for three years. I built it from the ground up. You might be wondering why I started Recloseted, how I got the idea. And honestly, it was really organic. If we go back in time, it all started kind of with my mom, actually. My mom studied fashion design in Shanghai, and she dreamt of starting her own silk scarves line. And she did samples, and she actually got quite far into it. But eventually, her and my dad got married, and they decided to immigrate to Canada. And that was a lot going on like there was the immigration process and then she was getting married and then she was pregnant with me and so she ultimately gave up that dream to raise me and my sister and of course we're forever grateful however she's always passed along her passion and her knowledge for fashion to me and when I was growing up I really appreciated the knowledge but at the same time I feel like you kind of go through a rebellion phase and you don't really want to do what your parents did I decided to go to business school and in business school, you're really fed the Kool-Aid of working a nine-to-five corporate job. You're fed the Kool-Aid of climbing the corporate ladder. And it was fine at first. I think when you first start a new job, you see it through rose-colored glasses for the first, let's say, three to six months. And when it's your first time making money and your first time in a job, I feel like that kind of lasts a bit longer, like a year. But after a year, I remember just being in my cubicle and thinking, is this it? Is this what I'm going to be doing for the next 40, 50 years of my life? And when I thought about that, I was just really depressed, if I'm being honest, because I wasn't really resonating with what I was doing at work. Granted, I was learning and learning is really important to me. But the big part of why I was doing my job was at the end of the day, trying to drive more revenue, drive more sales and pad the pockets of shareholders. And that just didn't sit right with me because it, it just didn't. 
And I'm someone that not only needs to feel passionately about what they're doing for work, but also I need to feel like it's doing something good in the world and it needs to have purpose. And so there was that huge disconnect for me. And so that didn't sit right with me. And in the back of my mind, I already felt like I needed to change something, something just had to give because I just couldn't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And so that was in the back of my mind. And one day I wore a polyester blouse to work and my mom had always told me that polyester is not a good material, but I was just like, yeah, 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 whatever. And I wore it to work and I have relatively sensitive skin and this polyester blouse actually gave me a skin rash. I remember being in the washroom at work and going like, what the heck is going on? Why is this happening? And so I was Googling polyester and I found out it's made out of crude oil, it's plastic, it's synthetic. And my mom had told me this, but I hadn't really, I guess, registered until I saw the rash on my skin. And when I got home, that really prompted me to go down this rabbit hole of figuring out what else was in the materials in our clothes. And eventually that allowed me to stumble upon the true cost And it's an amazing documentary. If you haven't watched it already, highly recommend you watch it. But that documentary really opened my eyes to the other side of fashion. Because typically we just see the glitzy and glamorous side of fashion because we see the fashion shows, we see the clothes on social media, and we don't really often see the behind the scenes about the materials in our clothes, the unethical treatment of garment workers, all the trash and the textile waste we send to the Global South list goes on and on and on. And so when I watched it, I was shocked because I had no idea this was happening. And back in the 80s, when my mom was going to school, it just wasn't something people talked about in terms of sustainability. And so she didn't really tell me this. And this was my first time finding out about it. And it just really opened my eyes. When I realized the harmful effects of the fashion industry and when I also realized that not a lot of people around me were talking about it or were aware of it, I knew that this was my calling. I felt compelled to do something about it. I had always been passionate about fashion. It's always been something that's been a part of my life. And then simultaneously, I've always been really passionate about business as well. And I wanted to find a way to really merge both. The first thing I wanted to do was just to educate myself around fashion sustainability. I started listening to podcasts, I read books, I interviewed people, I talked to local founders, and I probably did over like 10,000 hours of research beyond my job. And this was good, right? Because at the time I was at my job, I wasn't very happy. I was honestly miserable and I needed something that would light me up. I needed a passion project. So this was my outlet. And I would take lots of notes. And over the course of six months, I actually developed enough notes that I decided to really put into a handbook. And originally, the handbook was really just for myself and maybe some of my friends. But I started selling it. And you can still buy it today. It's called The Recloseted Handbook, Your Sustainable Fashion Guide. But it's really just meant for anyone that wants to be a stylish yet conscious clothing consumer. And it really walks through an overview of the fashion industry how to figure out what clothes you need for your lifestyle, how to then ethically dispose of clothes if it no longer goes with your lifestyle, how to organize the clothes you have, and then how to more consciously bring in new items into your wardrobe. It's a very holistic, and I really, again, just created this for myself and my friends, but eventually I started selling it, and you can still buy it, like I mentioned. So the link is just recloseted.com slash handbook. And if you use code podcast, you will get 10% off. So we'll have the link in the show notes. 
But I created this handbook. And like I mentioned, it was a passion project. It was kind of like a distraction for me from work. And once it was done, I was then just left with my job again. And so at that point, I was like, okay, how do I do something in sustainable fashion full time? And how do I eventually move towards that? And at that time, the local brand founders that I had been interviewing and talking to, they were experiencing some business challenges because a lot of them were more creative and perhaps they had the right strategy, but they didn't know how to execute it fully. Or they were just executing and running around and doing all these things, but they didn't have the right strategy. And I could spot that immediately. So I worked with a few local brands for free. We did some pro bono work and I absolutely loved it. I was able to help those initial clients get them really great results. And then by the end of it, they were all asking me how they could continue working with me, how they could hire me. I took that as a sign that this is what I was meant to do. And so the consulting side of Recloseted really happened organically. And that's why I wanted to share this story because I didn't go into this thinking, okay, I'm going to do XYZ. This is going to lead to ABC. Like it wasn't ever like this. And it just happened very naturally. If you're listening to this episode right now and you also feel miserable at work, feel like you're stuck and rotting away in your cubicle, that is okay. I think it's important to get out there, try things that interest you, spark that creativity, you know, get you passionate again. And then you never know what will lead to an idea that you may have. But it is really important to put yourself out there and seek joy outside of work because it's important for your mental health, but also for your growth too. You never want to become complacent and you never want to become stagnant. I would hate for you to work this job that you're miserable at and just come home and like rot your brain on Netflix. I think that's fine for some days and maybe you need to do it for a week. But if you do that for years and years and years, that's not a way to live your life. And instead, I would much rather you pick up hobbies. If you don't even start a business, that's totally fine. But pick up hobbies if you're into sewing or if you're into tufting or pottery or even if you want to join like an intramural volleyball team, do something that makes you passionate and happy outside of work because then you have something to live for, as cheesy as that sounds. But yeah, don't make your whole life about work and how miserable you are there. Going back to my story, I had basically started working with clients at Recloseted and that was about a year into this idea. And at the time, I was still working my nine to five job because I had had a talk with myself and I realized that financial independence and financial security is really important to me. And with everything I made with Recloseted, I wanted to reinvest it into the business. And as such, I had my own bills to pay and all that stuff. So I wanted to continue to stay at my job. And I was also in a really privileged position. I was able to live with my parents rent free. And they were giving me the opportunity to be able to just concentrate on work, try to save up as much as I could, dedicate all my energy into my business. And simultaneously, I was in my early 20s. So I also had all the energy in the world. I could sleep four hours a day, wake up the next day, be totally fine. Cannot do that anymore. But, you know, at the time it was fine. And then, of course, I didn't have any kids. I didn't have a mortgage. So it was just like a very privileged situation where I could just focus on work saving money, and then building the business. That being said, though, I was really intentional and I had made a plan because I knew for me, if I didn't have a plan, it just would not ever happen. And my dream was to do Recloseted full-time and just really dedicate my all to it. And so I told myself that if I hit 
X number of dollars in savings. And it was like a number where I calculated every single month how much I'm spending. And then I tried to times 12. So I would have at least a year's worth of savings because I wanted to be quite conservative and quite risk averse. And then on the flip side, I also told myself that once recloseted has grown to a point where I can pay myself a salary that is equal to the salary I'm getting at work, equal or more, then I will leave. Financially, that made sense to me. And for you, it might look similarly or it may look different, but it is important to make some sort of plan. That's how recloseted started. That's how I got the idea of it and initially how I made that plan. And now I want to pivot into talking about what it was like doing recloseted and working a full-time job. Like I mentioned, I did it for three years. That's a really long time to be doing and working that much. And I learned a lot throughout those three years. I wanted to share my lessons with you so that I can hopefully prevent you from making some of my mistakes. The first thing I wanted to do is set the right expectations with you. Because going into this, I don't think I had the right expectations. And that caused a lot of heartache. And that caused a lot of negativity around the whole thing. If you're going to side hustle your business, it's probably going to take you double the time to grow it to a place where you want it to be compared to if you were working on it full time. Because the reality is you're working another job, you're not dedicating your all to it. So it's going to take a bit longer to get it to where you want it to be. And that's just not something that really settled in my mind. For some reason, I was just so frustrated after the first year that I still couldn't take it full time. But I was like, no, no, in reality, you've only been working half a year on this, not a full year, because again, like I had another nine to five job. So it's really important to level set expectations going into this and know that if you're side hustling, it is going to take a little bit longer, especially if you're not investing in programs or things like that to just level up and help you scale quicker. And the next thing I wanted to chat about is burnout because burnout is definitely real. It's just a bit inevitable, which kind of sucks. I mean, if you can do it without burning out once, amazing, hats off to you. But the reality is there is a lot of work to be done, especially if you're building a business for the very first time from scratch. There's a lot of lessons, there's a lot of learnings. And so as such, there's a big chunk of work and there's only 24 hours in a day. You need to pick and choose your battles and you need to prioritize. I would not beat yourself up if you burn out because it's kind of inevitable. Unfortunately, you're in a season of hustle, you're in a season of grinding. And that doesn't mean it's always going to be like this, but for right now, that's just what your reality is going to be. I don't want to glamorize it. But for me personally, I was just in a constant state of stress and burnout. There was, of course, the stress of working a nine to five job and all the corporate politics and BS that go along with it. And then, of course, this mentality of feeling guilty that I'm here and not working on my business and almost the annoyance that I'm basically forced to be here when I wanted to be working on recloseted stuff. So there was all that stuff going on. And then, of course, just how much I'm working, right? I don't regret it because it got me to where I am today. And I also know now that I can push myself to that level if I ever need to again. However, there are a few things I wish I'd done differently. First of all, I think it's important to be proactive rather than be reactive when it comes to burnout. What I mean by that is the first few times you burn out, you're not going to know what your limit is. And you also may not know what burnout even feels like. For me personally, burnout feels like I am way more tired, I'm exhausted, I'm not motivated to do the things that I usually am super excited or motivated by, I'm a bit groggy, my memory is kind of lackluster so I kind of forget where I put the keys or things like that. That's a sign to me that I'm in this burnout haze. 
And when I talk about being proactive versus reactive with burnout, something that I've now implemented is a daily check-in, which I really wish I did back then. Essentially, every morning and or every evening before you go to bed, what you're going to do is ask yourself how overwhelmed you feel on a scale of 1 to 10. And I know for me, as soon as I'm at a 7 or an 8, I need to put the brakes on and I need to start to recharge. If you think of yourself as a battery, you want to know what activities will charge you back up. It doesn't need to look like a vacation or a spa day. It can be really, really simple. It could be sleeping 10 hours. It could be simply hydrating and drinking enough water, taking your vitamins, taking your supplements, moving your body. Doesn't have to be a super hard workout. Can literally just be a walk in the park, being out in nature, meditating, really figuring out what's going to recharge you. And then if you're getting like a six, seven, eight out of 10, knowing that you need to up all those things. And it's important to be proactive versus reactive because I always say you either choose when you rest or your body will force you. But either way, your body's going to get the rest it needs. The first couple of times, you're probably going to burn out. And because again, you don't know what your limit is or you don't know on the scale of one to 10 what the overwhelm feels like. But once it's happened a couple of times, you should be able to gauge a little bit better and then you can take better care of yourself. And throughout this entire process, give yourself grace and compassion. You are not a machine. You are not just meant to be productive all the time. You are a human being. So just be gentle and nice to yourself. The reality, as you can likely guess, is throughout those three years, I was working a lot and I'm not a morning person. I never really was. So what I would do is I would work nine to five. I would set really hard boundaries around only working nine to five because I knew if I let my work slip into six or seven or 8 p.m., then I wouldn't get to work on recloseted. And my priority was recloseted. I set really hard boundaries. I would work only nine to five. I would get all my work done. And then I would do a quick workout. I would get dinner and then I would basically work from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. or 1 a.m., which I know is really late, but again, I was in my early 20s and I just am more of a night person. I would do that Monday to Friday and then I would definitely work at least one weekend day. I would usually work on Sunday and then usually do a half day Saturday or maybe all day Saturday, depending on what I had going on. But it was a lot, right? It's a lot of work and it makes sense because there's a good chunk of work and there's only 24 hours in a day and there's only seven days in a week. So something's got to give. And what ended up giving is my social life. It took a hit during those three years. I really only saw my closest friends. And it was kind of a blessing in disguise because you realize who your true friends are and who's going to be there for you and who's going to support you and get it. And so now I have friends that I am so close with and I'm so grateful for them. But yeah, the real ones will get it. The real ones will support you. You don't need to worry about that. And the other thing I cut as well is just TV shows and movies. I really just did not have time for that, if I was being honest. You have a limited amount of time in a day, so you really need to prioritize it. And if this is your dream and you want to do it and you want to do it full time and get it to a place where you can sustain yourself with it, then you need to put in the work. So that was going on for three years. And honestly, I probably could have left earlier, but I was just personally dealing with a lot of mental blocks and a lot of mindset issues. Strategy-wise and execution-wise, I had gotten to a point where I had saved all the money I needed to save and recloseted was surpassing my income. But in my mind, there was still this huge block and I was just really scared to quit and take that leap of faith. If that's you right now, I totally get you. I see you. I hear you. I've been there. 
And I'm going to share some things that really gave me the courage to do it because at the end of the day, that's what I needed and that's what I didn't have, like just the courage to actually do it. I want to logically talk this through with you right now. The first thing I realized was that separate from Recloseted, my career at my nine to five job had peaked. I guess a humble brag, if you will, but in that nine to five job, I was getting promotion after promotion. Every single move was a promotion and I knew I was killing it at work. However, the next position above the one I was at at the time would be a manager. And I just did not want to be a manager. I saw what they had to do. I saw what they had to go through. And I was like, I do not want that. I basically knew that I had kind of peak career progression wise. Also at the company, I wasn't learning anymore. I had stagnated. There was no more progression. And I could honestly do the job with my eyes closed. I realized that even if I wasn't going to do recloseted full time, I was going to probably need to quit this job because I definitely needed a change. It was just time for me to move on, be it with recloseted or something else. So that was the first thing. And something that I didn't anticipate was the fact that I would feel really sad about this and I would need to grieve it. And I guess it makes sense because it's a career that I had been working in for years and it's something I took a lot of pride in. But at the end of the day, I just didn't resonate with it anymore. It wasn't where I wanted to take my career. So even if you've only been at a company for six months, it's still, it's okay if you feel some type of way or if you have some sort of sadness or you need to process some grief around it, that is completely fine. You can feel sad and also feel happy and excited about what you're going to be doing with your business. Another realization I had was I was quite literally trading money for my health And it wasn't even like I was making millions and millions of dollars at this corporate job, right? Like I was not making millions and millions of dollars. And arguably your health is worth millions and millions of dollars. So just got to a point where it did not make sense for me to be in this constant flight or flight state. It did not make sense for me to be so stressed out and constantly burning out. It just was not worth it to me anymore. Ultimately, I realized that this corporate gig was no longer for me and I was going to quit regardless. Whether or not I was going to be doing recloseted, I just was going to quit and it just wasn't working for me anymore. Once I realized that, it then allowed me to quit and resign with more ease. But then in terms of my next steps, I had two mindset shifts or perspectives that really helped me. The first mindset perspective or shift I realized was that I would rather temporarily disappoint my parents than disappoint myself for the rest of my life. Let me break that down. I mentioned that my parents immigrated to Canada and they did that because they wanted to build a better life for me and my sister. And again, we're forever grateful. But for immigrant parents, having a nine to five stable paycheck is kind of the dream, right? Because they value stability and security. And really in their eyes, that's when you've made it. So to tell them I was giving that up to go pursue entrepreneurship, which is kind of scary and unpredictable, was something that they couldn't wrap their head around. And of course, they come from a place of wanting to protect me and wanting me to be secure and stable and all that stuff. But yeah, it just got to a place where I realized that I would only temporarily disappoint them because when I proved to them that it was working and I'd be okay, then they'd be totally fine and proud of me. And it's not to say they weren't proud of me, but I think it's just like they wanted me to be stable and secure. And that's very common for immigrant parents. I just realized it wasn't worth it to try to please them and just try to avoid disappointing them temporarily and stay in this job I didn't like or just even stay in a nine to five type of career and never pursue my dream of entrepreneurship because I knew deep down 
if I was on my deathbed looking back on my life, I would have 100% regretted not trying. And I would have wondered what if for the rest of my life. I knew logically if recloseted didn't work out or if this doesn't work out, I could always find another job. I was planning to quit that nine to five anyways and do something else. So, you know, there's nothing to lose. And like I mentioned, I at the time did not have a mortgage. I didn't have kids. So it was totally the right time to do it. And so the second mindset shift or perspective that was really helpful for me was I realized it had gotten to a point where not doing it was getting more scary than the thought of actually quitting the job and doing recloseted full-time. Essentially, the thought of having never chased my dreams, the thought of wondering what if for the rest of my life terrified me more than the thought of just giving up this 9-to-5 job and doing recloseted full-time. That was really the tipping point where I realized that I really got to do this for myself. I need to try. I need to see. And yeah, that's what really helps me muster up the courage. And I talk about this like it's no big deal. But honestly, this took me six months to work through this muck. I talked it through with my counselor therapist. And two books really, really helped me. They're by Brianna Weist. I'm going to leave the links down below. But the first one is called The Mountain Is You. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it is such a good book on self-sabotage and really making sure that you are able to embrace all the success that you deserve and you get rid of all those limiting beliefs and things like that. I know that sometimes this stuff can sound a bit woo-woo, but honestly, her book is really, really good and there's a lot of substance to it. And then her second book, 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think, is really good as well. So highly recommend those two books, especially if you're going through something similar. After working through all this over six months, these are kind of the takeaways I got. I hope that that helps you, especially if you're in the stage right now of going full-time with your business. And to further encourage you, I now am able to tell you what happened after I quit. So basically, I quit. I decided to go full-time with Recloseted. The moment I did it, I felt so relieved. It was like a huge weight the size of a boulder was lifted off of my shoulders. And it was the first time in my life, or I guess my recent adult memory that I can recall, that I felt so at peace and I felt so content. I have honestly never felt like that before until that moment. It was such a beautiful feeling, like I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. And I realized that feeling is normal. It was abnormal for me to be in this constant state of fight or flight It was not normal for me to be so stressed out 24-7 and it just was not good for me and my health. Now Recloseted is thriving. I'm making the most I've ever made and I'm honestly the happiest I've ever been. I definitely, looking back, should have quit way earlier and I try not to beat myself up over that. But I quit when I was ready and I had a lot of mental work to get through. And I often say on this podcast that you can't get to the next level until you address all the things and For me personally, it wasn't really strategy or execution or anything like that. It was really a lot of mental work and a lot of mindset work that I needed to do. It took me that six months to actually do it, and that's completely fine. So to anyone that may feel scared about quitting their job or may feel like they don't have the courage to do so, if you have a plan like I did and you've saved up enough money and you are now out earning your corporate salary or you're on track to do so, then I highly encourage you to do the mental work to muster up the courage to make what is hopefully one of the best decisions of your life. I hope that my story gives you hope and just gives you encouragement and inspires you to do it because 
like I mentioned, like I definitely wish I quit earlier. And so don't make the same mistakes I did. The one caveat, though, is that it is still hard work. I don't want to sit here and glamorize it. Starting a side hustle, starting a business, it's going to be hard work. And then even when you quit and now your entire livelihood depends on it, it is also hard work and stressful. It's tough, but I always say choose your tough. It's also tough working at a nine to five job, dealing with corporate politics and BS, dealing with things you don't agree with. Both are tough, but you want to choose which tough you want to be in. And personally, I'm a strong believer that if you're going to be spending 40 plus hours a week working, I think you should enjoy at least 80% of it. I think it's unrealistic to sit here and say that even if you run your own business, you're going to love every single second of it because even now there's things I have to do that I don't enjoy doing, but I'll still do it because overall, I'm passionate about what we're doing at Recloseted. I feel like we are doing very purposeful work. And so even if I don't like it, I'm still going to do it. It is hard work, but honestly, I would much rather work ridiculous 50, 60 hour weeks for myself than I would for someone else. So that is just something to think about as well. And so if you listen to this episode and you are thinking of starting a fashion line or you want to now make your fashion line full time, I would love to hear from you. You can send us a DM at Recloseted or you can send us an email to hello at Recloseted.com. And also, if you are in the stage where you're starting a brand and you have no idea where to start and you're side hustling and you're overwhelmed, I got you. I'm going to be coming out with a complete list of tasks and a brand new masterclass. I'm really excited. The link to access it will be at recloseted.com slash masterclass. I'm hoping it's going to come out for our birthday on August 8th. So make sure you put a little reminder in your calendar because I want you to be one of the first ones to be able to access it. I'm going to be doing a complimentary 45-minute consultation with people, which I usually don't do, and there will be limited spots. Mark it on your calendar. I'm really excited for folks to get access to it. And I really salute you if you're going suicide hustling right now, if you're thinking of doing it, you got this. I believe in you. If you ever need any support, feel free to reach out. And that's a wrap on this episode. If you got value from this, I would appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, and tag us at Recloseted. Be sure to subscribe to the Recloseted Radio podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode and you have access to all of our valuable resources. And if you're feeling generous, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a glowing review. I'm cheering you on, and together, let's transform the harmful fashion industry.